This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hi, it's Vanessa from the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM. Are you a Waikato local? Do you have an idea for a radio show? Do you want to try your hand at being a content creator on Free FM? If so, check out our website on freefm.org.nz or find Free FM on Facebook and get in touch. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts. But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse. Welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. Hi all, it's Vanessa here. So today's show is part four of our five-part diagnosis series. Apologies for the little bit of a gap last week, Um, I was way sick. And so today we're going to be talking all about schizophrenia. But before I get into all that juiciness, there is a couple of things I want to do. I'm going to do a little, let you know about our sponsor for Fighting Stigma Show, Progress to Health. But I'm also going to give you a few heads up about some of the great stuff that's going to be coming up and happening around the place. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers, and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities, based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoroa and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress South and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health. I do play that ad again at the very end of the show. Um, so any um, show of Fighting Stigma, you'll be able to hear the contact details for Progress to Health right at the end. And you can get in touch with us if it sounds like something to be helpful for yourself or for someone else you know. Okay, so the first really cool thing that's coming up is, I'm not sure if you're aware, that it's Pink Shirt Day coming up. And I believe it's the 20th of... May. Um, and so Pink Shirt is all about against bullying. So it's um, there's loads of stuff that happens all over the place. But one of the things that's happening in Kirikiriro, so Hamilton, is 
a really great event called Breaking Down the B Word. Now this is actually going to be held on Tuesday the 18th of May and it's being held at the Waikato Room at Sky City. So that's on Victoria Street in Hamilton and it's going to be from 6pm to 9pm. So it's a networking and fundraising event and it's all around Breaking Down the B Word, which of course is bullying. So this is an empowering and educational event and it's for inspiring employers, human resources, health and safety and and business leaders to break down bullying in the workplace. So in Aotearoa, Pink Shirt Day works to create schools, workplaces, communities and whanau where everyone feels safe, valued and respected. So New Zealand has the second highest rates of bullying in the world, leading to an increased rate of suicide within workplaces. One out of ten individuals have been bullied in the workplace and have suicidal ideations. This is an extremely alarming number if you're a manager of of a workforce. So this year, Presco is hosting an event to support Pink Shirt Day to educate and empower managers, employers, human resources, health and safety and business leaders to break down the bullying in the workplace. So you get to come along and enjoy a night of networking with other local businesses in the Waikato and hear some really fabulous speakers. So the night's going to be emceed by Pip Loder, um, who's just really fantastic. She's like a real kick-ass personality and she can really bring the, the room together and challenge the audience not only to think about positive change, but how to actually be part of that change. Like it's not just think about it, but do it. Um, so the guest speakers, so the event speakers, is the first one is Jamie Lomas from DTI Lawyers. DTI Lawyers are also one of the sponsors of the event. And so Jamie's going to be talking about the legal aspects of workplace bullying, what it is and what it isn't, the things managers and employers should know, and how to ensure that you've ticked all the boxes that fit into health and safety. The second speaker is Simon Diprose. He's the Relationship Manager from EAP Services Limited. So um, if you haven't heard of EAP before, it's the Employee Assistance Program, and it's all around getting therapy and counselling and support for employees who are needing some extra help. And so he's going to be talking all about the Employee Assistance Programs and how they can empower your teams and provide tools to deal effectively with workplace challenges. And the third speaker is Jeremy Dean from Riders and Elephants. So he's the founder of Writers and Elephants. And so he has designed simple human card games to help leaders unleash emotions at work. Sounds pretty fantastic, right? So one of these games, the Emotional Culture Deck, has been used by over 100,000 people in 42 countries. Jeremy's going to share his game with everyone on the night, and we'll be able to get to dive into the story about how this beautiful, simple game unlocks emotion-led communication about workplace culture that can be used to help navigate a variety of challenges in the workplace and, of course, at home. So the amazing cards are actually also going to be on sale on the night of the event and 100% of the proceeds will go to the Mental Health Foundation. So it's really spectacular that Jeremy's been able to do that. So there's been a couple of different sponsors. So there's DTI Lawyers, there's Martin Mega... There's Longveld, there's Hamilton City Council. Um, what's going to happen is, you, if you're interested in this, if breaking down the B word sounds like something you're interested in coming along to see, you can get a ticket through Eventbrite. So that is E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E.co.nz and look for breaking down the B word. And the tickets are... I believe it says here 6767. Um, so it's 
around about $65. So that's not a problem. And then it's obviously, again, the time and date is Tuesday the 18th of May, 6pm to 9pm at Sky City in Hamilton. So hopefully if that sounds like something that'd be great for you um, or someone at your workplace, jump in there, take part. Those speakers sound spectacular. So now I want to get into all about schizophrenia. So part four of our five-part diagnosis series. So as I've done with, so far I've done depression, anxiety and bipolar and I've just shared information directly from the Mental Health Foundation of New Zealand website um, which you can find at mentalhealth.org.nz. So it's mental health, all one word, .org.nz. And I just, I use the search button because I find it's, <laughs> they have so many resources sometimes I find it easier to shortcut it and just put in the search and then choose from the, the shortlist. So I've just, under schizophrenia, so about schizophrenia, people with schizophrenia go through patches where it is hard to think clearly, manage their emotions and distinguish what is real and what is not and relate to others. They may have times when they lose contact with reality. This can all be frightening, both for the person and their whānau and friends. Schizophrenia most often begins between ages 15 and 30 years, occurring for the first time slightly earlier in men than in women. Schizophrenia appears in approximately the same numbers across all ethnic groups in the world. The onset of schizophrenia can be quite quick. Someone who has previously been healthy and coping well with their usual activities and relationships can develop psychosis which is a loss of contact with reality, over a number of weeks. Symptoms may also develop slowly, with the ability to function in everyday life declining over a number of years. So there's not like a short or there's only, it only ever takes a really long time or it's only ever really fast. There's a bit of both. The course of schizophrenia is different for everyone. Everyone experiences schizophrenia differently, and most will make a reasonable recovery, going on to lead a fulfilling life. About one third of people experiencing schizophrenia will have ongoing problems, perhaps with continuing symptoms such as hearing voices. With early, effective and recovery-orientated treatment and care, including know how to, knowing how to look after yourself, schizophrenia can be successfully managed. As you get older, you may find signs and symptoms of schizophrenia lessening. It's very important to get a diagnosis and treatment as early as possible. Schizophrenia can be effectively treated and you can recover. The earlier effective treatment is started, the better your chances of recovery. Recovery is not defined as a abs complete absence of symptoms, but living well with or without symptoms. And, and it may have a different meaning for each person. So if you think you have schizophrenia or you're worried about a loved one, it's important to talk to your doctor or someone else you trust to take the first step in getting the important help. So some of the signs and symptoms to look for if you think maybe psychosis or schizophrenia is, is what's happening for someone or for yourself. The symptoms of schizophrenia can vary between individuals and over time within an individual. They are often divided into two categories, psychotic symptoms and mood symptoms. So psychotic symptoms, uh, these symptoms are not there all the time and they occur when you're having a severe or acute episode. They can include the following. So delusions, an unusual belief that seems quite real to you, but not to those around you. A delusional person is convinced their belief is true. An example might be that they strong, strongly believe the government is trying to hunt them down. I know I had someone who had a delusion that, a, that the CIA were stay, living in suitcases under their bed and spying on them. And later on, when they were well, they were like, hey... They were living in Ireland at the time. They are pretty sure the CIA wasn't in Ireland and they weren't doing anything interesting. They were working at a subway, so why would the CIA be interested? 
But also, on a really basic thing, people can't fit into a suitcase. And also, his beard had like a solid base. There was nowhere for a suitcase to be under his beard. But at the time, the delusion was such so strong that that he firmly, firmly believed that's what was happening. You can also have thought disturbances. How you process your how you process your thoughts, or your ability to concentrate and maintain a train of thought, may be affected. For example, you may feel your thoughts are racing, and friends may notice you're constantly changing the topic of conversation, or that you're easily distracted, or may laugh at irrational times. Your speech may become quite disorganized, and you may use made-up words that only you understand. Hallucinations. Now, this is kind of the part that most people recognize within schizophrenia. This is what they, if they're asked about schizophrenia, this is what they would say. This is what schizophrenia is. So hallucinations, this is when someone sees, hears, feels, or smells something that is not there. So hearing voices that others cannot hear, or when there is no one else in the room, is very typical of psychosis. Sometimes these voices will talk about you or to you. They will sometimes command you to do things. For some, the voices can be inside their head, and occasionally they seem to come from out with, they come from within their body itself. I know I've spoken to quite a few people over my time working at Progress to Health who experience schizophrenia, and for all of them, it's slightly different. Some of them, there's no externalness to the voices; it's solely in their head. They recognise it's a separate person; it's a separate thing. It's the voices, and that's how they identify it. And I've had other people that. It's literally they have a hallucination. They visually see a person, and that's what the voice comes from is from that vision. And so for them, they're aware that it's their voices. They're aware that it's a hallucination. But it's like, as it, depending on what they're talking about and what else is going on, it's very distracting. It can be quite distressing. And I also heard of someone who, because um, it can be any of your senses, right? So I heard of someone who, their sense, when they have an acute episode, it's their sense of smell is the thing that happens and their best friend ends up smelling like the worst smelling garbage ever which you can imagine would be really distressing right it's like why do you smell so bad I can't be around you and depending on what the delusion is that's going on at the same time it could be like anyone who smells like that's evil or anything like that so it creates a lot of distress so the next part of it is mood symptoms so these could include loss of motivation interest or pleasure in things Everyday tasks such as washing up become very difficult. Mood changes. You'll tell friends you're feeling great or never better. However, your happy behaviour will be recognised as excessive by friends and family. You may also become, in the other direction, quite unresponsive and be unable to express joy or sadness. Social withdrawal. People may notice that you've become very careless with your dress and self-care or have periods of seeming, seeming to do very little and periods of being extremely active. Now, you may recognize some of those mood um, symptoms have lots of crossover with bipolar, depression, anxiety. Like there is, there is a lot of times the symptoms cross over and are kind of match for a few different things. That's why you need to share exactly what's going on in, all, in big depth because that's how a doctor's able to actually diagnose what's going on because it's sometimes it's the little differences along the way. So other symptoms include subtle different difficulties with tasks, like problem solving, or you may show signs of depression, commonly experienced by people with schizophrenia. The strongest feature of schizophrenia is the loss of insight. The loss of awareness that experience, the experiences and difficulties you are having are a result of your illness. It is a particular feature of psychotic illnesses. So what causes schizophrenia? 
as with so many other things that we've talked about so far, the, the exact cause of schizophrenia is unknown. And there's usually different for different people. So there's always that genetic or inherited core um, component to schizophrenia. If someone in your family or whanau has schizophrenia, you and your relatives have an increased chance of developing it. It's about one in 10 chance. Childhood stresses and trauma such as abuse have been shown to increase the likelihood of developing a mental health illness as an adult, and that's any of the illnesses. So how do they actually test and diagnose for schizophrenia? So if you're experiencing the signs of schizophrenia, it's a good idea to talk to your GP or health professional. Um, depending where you are, you some people actually just go directly to the mental health team and say, hey, this is what's going on, because it's kind of got quite extreme. Once you've spent some time talking to them, they will refer you to a psychiatrist qualified to diagnose and treat people with this condition. Psychiatrists diagnose schizophrenia when a person has some or all of the above typical symptoms. And for this reason, it's important the psychiatrist gets the full picture for the difficulties you've been having, both from you and your family and whanau or others who know you well. Because sometimes we know, right, like we're going through stuff. And we know it's not working, but we don't recognise how we're presenting ourselves, like what actions we're actually taking, what our behaviour is, and what our thinking is creating in the world. So it can be really good to get others to share kind of how we are and what's going on. So before schizophrenia can be diagnosed, the symptoms and signs must be present for at least six months, with symptoms of psychosis for at least one month. And one of the things I know is I know several people who have had... um, had psychosis, had an episode or a couple of episodes of psychosis. Um, some people call it a psychotic break, but it's it's more just psychosis. And so it's gone for a couple of weeks where they've had delusions and hallucinations. Maybe they've actually thought they were Jesus and they needed to run down the middle of the road with no clothes on. Now, I hope that doesn't sound like I'm being flippant. That is literally what someone has shared with me when they were having a manic episode, the psychosis they experienced. That's what they did and that's how they felt. That's what their their experience of it was, is that's what was going on. Um, but you don't, it doesn't change from psychosis to schizophrenia until, as it says, has to be, the psychosis has to be going on for at least a month and you have to have had symptoms of all the other symptoms for at least six months. So there are some people who have had multiple episodes of psychosis and never get a diagnosis of schizophrenia. And that's because it's never long-lasting. They have short bursts of it and they have to work out what their symptoms are and like their warning signs and what they can do to look after themselves. And so it can be a bit different. Now you may, depending on how old you are, you may remember, I know back when I was growing up, back in the 80s, that schizophrenia was the name that was given to someone who had multiple personalities. Now that was, um, I guess, a media thing. That is not what schizophrenia is. Schizophrenia is literally when you have hallucinations and delusions. And so one of the things that's really important is when we know that stuff's going on for us and things aren't going well, and you, if you're worried that schizophrenia or psychosis is what's happening, issues like stress and difficult relationships and other emotional difficulties really affect the way we feel. And it can be really helpful to take someone with you when you're going for the assessment program, like talking about what's going on, talking about kind of what you want to happen. I'm going to play us a song, so give you a bit of a breather and have a think. And when we come back, I'm going to share just really briefly some of the treatments that can have people with schizophrenia can have. Um, but because it's New Zealand Music Month in May 2021, um, I'm going to play one of my favourite, uh, a song from one of my favourite New Zealand bands, Sound the Ocean. So here's Sound the Ocean Spring on the Fighting Stigma Show on Free FM 89.0. 
Welcome back to the Finding Stigma Show. Today I'm talking about schizophrenia. So one of the important things to remember is unlike physical illnesses that can be diagnosed with the help of blood tests or x-rays, mental and emotional disorders can only be recognised by people, how people are thinking, feeling, behaving. And so when you're doing an assessment, it's really all about sharing exactly what's going on, having friends and family come with you and share exactly what their experience of you are. So treatment options for schizophrenia. The best treatments for schizophrenia involve a number of important components, each of which can be tailored to your needs and what you're experiencing. The main components are psychosocial talking therapies and medications with complementary therapies if they're right for you. So it can be really important to find the right medication. So in treating schizophrenia, medicines are often used to make your mood more stable and are helping with depression, and they can also be helping with the psychosis stuff. Um, so it can be really around finding the right treatment and sometimes it's a little bit, it's that experiment. I've talked in the past about finding the right medication can be a bit of a long period and it can be really hard because you might have to wait a while to see if it's going to work, see what's happening with the side effects, see if it actually makes a difference long term because you might need to increase the dose or change the time of day. So it's one of those things to really talk to your clinician about and find out what they think the best idea is. But there's definitely stuff out there that can help. I had a workmate at one point at Progress to Health who had um, schizophrenia and she was amazing, she was absolutely incredible. She was on medication and she knew what her warning signs were and what she needed to be aware of and she just let us know if like the stress was getting a bit much so things were kind of not going great for her and it was just she was incredible but it's that thing of everyone it's different so some people schizophrenia is really life altering and really changes their ability to function so it's one of those things to actually it's all about breaking down that stigma and discrimination, removing that kind of distress around it, saying that actually these are people we should shun away, they should be locked up. These are part of our, these people in our community, these are like family and friends, these may be your loved ones. So it's all about learning more about the situation and what we can do to support them. 
And one of the things that sometimes we really need is someone to talk to. And sometimes we don't have someone right in front of us. So what I'm going to do now is a regular segment we have for the Fighting Stigma show. And it's all a series of support lines. So grab a pen and paper and write some of these down. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called. So need to talk? 1737. It's a free call or text service and it's available 24 7, um, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor and this service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text. 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a Crisis Assessment Team, they're part of the Community Mental Health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 543 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around like the, um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So Depression Helpline 0800 111 757. Now, they're the other, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8am in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now, the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line. It's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family, and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line. It's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health, and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body, you don't know what's happening. You're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whanau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Totoko, which is 0508 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508 
And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the outline. Now this is a gay and lesbian outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, so the outline, the number is 0800 688 54 But that's all we have time for today, so from us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.